on SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Can you believe it? Round one of the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League is upon us and what an amazing conclusion it was to the year in 2022. It is a super season ahead and uh, the reigning premiers Norwood are looking forward to kickstarting their round one match on uh, the weekend against Woodville West Torrance. So the past couple of years, premiers, the head coach of Norwood, Jade Rawlings, joins us. Twiggy, thanks for your time. How are you feeling leading into the match? Here we are again. Yeah, good night, Jared. I'm feeling really good. Yeah, it's excited like you are just talking about it. It's at our season launch last Thursday and the SNFL season launch yesterday. And then, yeah, it just gets the juices flowing. And you do get into a bit of a cycle through the pre-season of the work you've got to do to, to have yourself prepared and that you quickly gain perspective on what you should do it for. And, yeah, I can't wait for Friday night to come around and the, the journey of the season ahead. I wanted to briefly touch on the final series last year before we have a, a look at your preseason and then um, your 2023 with some player movement. But I, I continue talking about this. I've said this to you a few times. I was lucky enough to speak with you at Adelaide Oval in the final series where moving into your first final, you, you got to speak to the boys about just embracing the fact that they get to play on Adelaide Oval in a final series. And it seemed that that gratitude and that experience got you through a challenging first match and, and helped get you over the line at the end. Um, is this still a mantra of yours to just never take anything for granted? It really is, Jared. I've got some really good people who I will get to work with and rub shoulders with at Norwood day to day. and uh, A lot of wise people, a lot of business owners, and a lot of really good footy people who are able to share some perspective every now and then and just keeps you on message and I remember speaking to you last year that first final with how lucky we are in this competition and play Adelaide Oval and probably wasn't as gracious about it after we got flogged by Crows in the first final but uh, yeah, for four weeks in a row we've got to play them they're one of the best fans in the country so that's part of the real benefits of being part of this competition is the luxury we have that the competition can afford us that opportunity to play on such a ground and yeah to play in a four weeks in a row in September it's pretty fortunate as a club I was standing in the race at Adelaide Oval at the eastern side during that grand final where North Adelaide were in front. And many things were going through my head at the time, thinking Aaron Young potentially is about to win his first ever senior premiership. Um, Jacob Surgeon would be really happy. And then Matt Panos just breaks the heart of all of the Roosters fans. When, when that happened, where were you in your mindset of the reality of football at that time? And was it uh, an unexpected moment for you where you could only reflect on it later on to just understand the importance of that kick and that goal. Yeah, well, yesterday at the season launch, I was standing next to Matt Richardson, the Adelaide CEO, who's a really good person, and he, we saw the edit of Matt kicking the goal, and he said, oh, where were you like, mentally at that stage? And the amazing thing was, Jared, that I, my mind went straight to what do we need to do? And it's funny where you go under the heightened level of pressure, and you can't script it, but what we needed to do was where my mind went straight away. And then I've got to revel in watching that back numerous times throughout uh, the summer. And, yeah, it still gets me every time and I look at it. Uh, and more, more the journey part of it, Jared, it's a holistic amount of things that build up to being in that position with 50 seconds to go to win. And, yeah, there's a lot of stories that come out of it from both sides. And the thing that I feel is that we're very lucky to be part of history in this competition and people will never forget that grand final for what it was. And, the wholeness of the game rather than just that last uh, action from Matt. But 
yeah, I appreciate bringing it up because it's really good to talk about that particular situation and just how we, the group and the players in particular, got a lot of, a lot of things done in a short amount of time. Are you able to give the SENSA listeners a little bit of an insight into your opening speech or conversation with the returning players going into your pre-season? There's always the risk of um, acceptance that, yes, we've won a flag and we're not as hungry moving into a new season. So how do you make sure that the mentality is keep the hunger? Because you've got a special group with a bit of player turnover we can talk to, but you've got the potential to win another one if everything goes right. So how do you reset and start again? Humility is a really important virtue um, from my perspective as a person, as much as what sort of environment I want to be part of, Jared and um, it's fantastic that we'll always get to revel and um, reflect on what happened in 2022, but life moves on and people care about what you're about to do next rather than what you've done in the past. So I'm a big believer in that. I know our senior management board are as well. So from that perspective, it's quite simple to, to make sure all of our minds are on the, on the job about what's required to move forward. And we were a little bit disjointed at the start. The group who were part of the grand final squad started a little bit later to our new and uh, sort of core group. So we had to wait a little bit before we had the chat. But um, I had really good advice from a, another coach who's coached the second tier level footy club to a premiership. And he said he probably didn't quite nail it after the, the one they won because he tried to train them too hard to almost force through work ethic, not for anyone to get ahead of themselves. But then he said they were tired by mid-year. So it's just getting perspective of people who've been there in the past and and just trusting what you believe in as a person and as a club. And I'm lucky I'm part of a club that is really high on humility and what what can be done rather than what's been done. We'll talk about some player movement in a moment, but um, one of the stories coming out of the end of 2022 was Max Michelini, who is now um, an Adelaide Crows footballer in the AFL. He's, he's played a few games now. Um, I'm sure that speaks volumes of his resilience and his mentality and it would have been an appealing thing for the Adelaide Football Club to see how he would have handled missing out on winning that premiership. I'm sure you've got a lot of pride in how he's carried himself and to see what he's doing now. Oh, I appreciate you asking about Max Gary because I think that's something that got slightly underestimated by people who's the Max missed selection in a grand final. Now, albeit a three-game veteran of senior footy at Norwood, but his attitude and awareness of what was reality, like Seymour was probably, if it was going to be selected and Max only got in because of Pierce not being available and it, it just reflected the character of him and his family, the way that they dealt with it and were so appreciative and um, yeah, gracious in what they felt Norwood offered and did for Max. I don't think we did a great deal of it. I think he was quite self-sufficient, but it was a really proud moment the other day when he was in Sydney. His dad, Jim, sent me a really nice message about them being up there to see Max launch an AFL career and thank Norwood uh, for what Norwood did for him. And then I went to the game last week, Adelaide Richmond, and to see Max on an AFL field and look more than comfortable. It was one of those really proud moments. And he's just an outstanding young man. That's the other thing that makes it easy to want to see him succeed is just how he carries himself and how he values people and uh, the opportunity to play footy. Let's talk about some of the new faces that the Red League fans will see in 2023. Your Tasmanian influence, Jade Rawlings, is evident because you've got a handful of players who are either Tasmanian or have been around the North Launceston or Launceston area. So we're not going to discount that. But um, what I like about some of the players coming in, you've got AFL experience, VFL experience, and um, basically you've had a look all around Australia to uh, increase the squad. So tell us about some of the players that the Norwood fans can look forward to seeing. 
it's interesting comment you make because every time, every second time I introduce a player to the group, it's good. I strap yourself in, boys. You might be shocked by this, but this guy's from Tassie. Um, but no, it's a, I had a good chat to Marty Matner about this yesterday. And I think we all, we get granted zones in South Australia and it's one of the great parts of the competition. They have a zone, you can invest in that zone. But I think we all have leverage elsewhere in the country or through friendship groups or past connections. And I think if you don't lean on that, you're missing out. So Tassie's obviously a, a place that we can tap into because Callow had the courage to move his life to South Australia in 2021, which then he blazed the trail for Donnelly and Lowe to come over 12 months later. And then that shows that Sanders and Stingle and Wright and Walker and the guys have come over this year. But that that's it's tangible and you can improve your footy. So that's why we went down the path we did. But yeah, well, Luke Vogel from South Adelaide was someone that we spoke to and we really followed his progress in 2022. And Jake Creswell, who is sort of sat around in Tasmania with Glenn Orgu Adonga, played at South Adelaide last year. Um, he was one that, through a background, my relationship with his father was able to acquire him. Ethan Haylock, who has come from Woodville, so we've got that SNFL experience, and then I should touch on a number of Tassie guys. But Callum Saunders, his previous Norwood players, has been a real acquisition for us, and both great footballers and got on well at Hawthorne. And Matt Ling's been an excellent recruit for us, he's a terrific person who spent time at Sydney Swans, and after being delisted, had a year at Geelong's AFL and a very successful year there, and wanted to extend his footy further by coming to South Australia. So. They're all the guys that are going to figure in senior footy, but a lot of under-18s have come up as well, Jared. We've got 12 players that have come up from our 18 squad, but we don't have a set number, but we want to make sure that we're developing them at under-18 levels that they're ready for senior footy. And Mock and Old did an excellent job in our under-18s last year to have those guys improve their footy and be ready for senior footy. Just before we let you go, Jade Rawlings, and we appreciate your time on SENSA. The fixture's out. You're getting ready to take on the Eagles. It, it looks pretty favourably for you. Um, one of the things to know is that you play every day of the week except Wednesday, so you really get a good look at the calendar. But are you happy with the draw? <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way until you mentioned it. Just, uh, yeah, I, I really have minimal care on how the fixture unfolds because this competition is so fair that you play each team twice, one at home and one away, obviously the exception of the Crows. And what day you play, what time is a very semantic detail for me. So uh, that's how we prepare when the fixture comes to us. It just allows us to put a schedule in place. So uh, I, I like the fact that the Tuesday Antec Day game is part of our schedule because it means that we've been able to do something last year that puts us on a good stage. And that Antec Day, we got get Easter Thursday, which will be a massive... Uh, night for a footy club playing cert at the parade before Easter. Um, Easter, uh, sorry, King's birthday is still now. The Monday down South Adelaide is another great one that was to play at another time, which should draw a good crowd. So I think we're pretty fortunate, Jared. We've been exposed to some really good time slots, which hopefully draw really big crowds at their Sanafel. Darren Chandler promoted yesterday, really trying to increase their Sanafel crowds, and I think we've all got a part to play to try and increase that. I had a really good chat last year to Jay Rantel, Premiership player who's since returned to Melbourne, and he said one of the most appealing things about playing for the Norwood Football Club is the nurturing and care that you have for your players, Jade Rawling. So I love that, mate. You're authentic, and I think you're really good, not just for the club, but incredible for the Sandful and South Australian footy. So the longer we can keep you in the state, the better. Good luck for the Red Legs, the team throughout the league, and uh, we appreciate your time. Enjoy being back as the reigning Premiers, and we'll chat to you throughout the year. No, thanks for the kind words, Jared. Good to chat, mate. 
Jade Rawlings, our guest, the reigning premiership coach from the Norwood Football Club on SENSA. We're talking all things Sandful.